осторожно. Двери закрываются. Следующая станция Курск. Уважаемые пассажиры, будьте внимательны и осторожны при выходе из вагона. Уважаемые пассажиры, в вагоне поезда держитесь за поручни. Well, guys, we're back. It's been, uh, it's been like three weeks. Yeah, we've been inundated with requests. I mean, I can barely open my email without... Where's, where's, the, the, where's the bell? Where's the bell? We have our first guest of the day. It's the Denise. Is a, pretty, is a regular Dennis the Menace, podcast. yeah, he is a regular pisser, man. He's got a... What he keeps he hydrated, what keeps did... hydrated. <laughs> okay. Speaking of that, I'm also going to have to dehydrate myself pretty soon here. Don't refer to urination as dehydration. <laughs> this is weird. It makes sense, though, doesn't it? <laughs> I like it more. So what was... were you telling our listeners whilst I was fetching the bell? Um, that Stephanie... I don't know, I can't think of anything funny. Stephanie is getting married. To Richard. Oh. There you go. That's it. Yeah. Breaking news for everyone. Um, you c I'm registering for gifts at the Apple Store. <laughs> so if you'd like to wish us well in our upcoming nuptials. He did refer to you as his wife though, didn't he? I think he means nurse. Nurse. He did say wife, though. He said you would make a good wife. Yes. That's the first time I've heard that. I'm not often told I'd make a good wife. I'm also not often told I'd make a good husband, so... Really? I'm eating a cookie right now, guys, in case anybody cared. Denise, you sure you want to say... You're looking very blue today, as usual. Dude, you say that every time. Always, always wearing blue. It's not an unusual color. Well... Every time I see him, he's wearing. Would you blue. like to comment on the midnight blue, of his outfit? No, it's oh you know, yeah. I don't even know what that blue was though. The top one is kind of like a sea gray, more than a blue. <laughs> yeah. I had kind of a you know dark sea gray, like on a stormy night. Wow, it's so poetic. That's what I would uh, describe. O ode to shirt. Dennis. It's like a Northern England blue, sea blue, like maybe gray. Scottish gray. Yeah, gray exactly, gray blue, a little bit of blue tucked in there. Just a bit. Maybe His pants are more of a royal, uh, not royal blue, midnight blue. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like I'm in an old person's home. <laughs> what, this is where you talk about all people's homes? Shades of blue? <laughs> I just imagine it, one of the topics. Shades, shades of blue? Sh shades of hues of a certain color that the nurse is wearing or a visitor They're beige, is shades of beige. Yeah, you've got to fill afternoons in an old person's home. Mm. I have a... Um, a camel hair jacket. Camel hair being the color, not the <coughs> material. Can you imagine what a camel hair no. jacket looks like? What's a jacket? I mean, like a blazer. Like yellowy. And yeah, it's like a, it's a or, or orangish brown kind of mm. like brown with a tint okay. of orange in it a little bit. And not very strong mustard. Yeah, no. It's, yeah, how do you even describe it? You should Google that shit. I'll probably Google it. Anyways, I'm always at a loss as to what I should wear it with. Cause I don't really want to. Wear it with like, you know, more brown because then it would just look like an old man's outfit. So I'm trying to think about what to wear it with. Usually wear like a pink shirt and uh, gray pants. I didn't know all podcasts had turned into some sort of fashion fashion show. Warm, come on here. Where's your tie? Blazer. With my tie? Yeah. I not that kind of hurt. Like that one. Okay. It's nice. Yeah, brown's a little bit of orange. I think that's about right. 
that the 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 image suggests you can wear it with jeans. Yeah, well, it's a blazer. It's not like a not a suit jacket. It's sort of small. Gray. Casual. I'm not sure about the whole gray. There, it's looking pretty pretty. I don't know. Anyways, we should include a picture of this. That's a good looking guy there. Wow. Yeah, well, great. Ooh, what's that's happening? What, what's what? <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, what else can we talk about him? <laughs> Sorry, I'm out of ideas now. That was it. For so the day. wait, your plan topic was what you could possibly wear your camel hair blazer with. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm trying to go for more of like a you know interesting young kind of look. I don't want to look like an old you are young. Man. Yeah, but you have to you know actually you can't just like for example wear anybody wearing a beige suit will look bad and old. Really? Despite your actual age, yeah, I think I think you look like I think if you're wearing a beige beige suit, uh, maybe you can pull it off. If you had some kind of interesting tie, like a pink tie, pink shirts, pink pockets. Wear pink and beige are pretty okay. <laughs> you have to respond to this. Um, I think I think of a beige suit as a man stepping off a yacht at Capri. Perhaps mm. with deck shoes, maybe. Maybe a, a beige, maybe a beige, with, a beige suit jacket with white pants, I could see. Like linen pants. White linen pants, yeah, like a baby blue shirt. Yeah, this is not a suit. I mean, this, for instance, a beige suit would not work in Moscow because the, it's just too dirty. Yeah, I pretty much only wear black jeans outside. Because if I wear, like, actual trousers that need to be dry cleaned, I'm going to spend so much goddamn money dry cleaning them. Yeah. Especially during the winter. Oh, of course. You it's can't terrible. even walk 10 minutes. In the winter, no. it's it's just black boots, black jeans. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I have gray trousers that I wear sometimes. You're having a midlife to... crisis, Miles. What? What do you mean? You're suddenly talking about dressing young. <laughs> no, I'm not about dressing young. I'm talking about dressing with some kind of interest. Because a beige suit can be very boring. Like you're wearing a beige suit, brown I already suit. No, no. I already think a beige suit is out there it's out there <laughs> yeah i mean well it's out there in the fact that everybody knows it looks boring so if you're gonna really? wear it i do know what i think if i see a beige suit i think oh that man is that man is a desk clerk really no or a librarian no 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 that's not what i imagine a librarian to wear librarian wears gray 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 trousers I wear gray trousers yeah i like gray trousers nothing wrong with gray trousers i got some gray uh houndstooth trousers What's houndstooth? You don't know what houndstooth is? No. It's a pattern. I can't even describe it. It's like a kind of like a rhombus, but with like little offshoots. I'm sure you've seen houndstooth. Possibly, but it's I usually know. black and white. Okay. Mine's, mine's gray and black, though. Okay. It's You can do it all different sizes. It's usually quite small print, but then you can also have it in a large print. I do know. I, I feel like generally clothes should be functional and um i'm sure you've seen how to do the basically if you're dressing correctly it means no one's looking at your clothes or you this is i think opinion. very much the opposite i think that if you're dressing correctly people are paying attention to you and respecting really, you not, more that's no that's how to oh yes okay i'm sure you've seen that yes i have seen that that's very fancy fancy well it's 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 Any fun. sort of print is immediately saying, look at me, I'm confident. And as a female, my biggest fear is that somebody's going to look at me and think, oh my God, she thinks she looks good. <laughs> so my 
general way of dressing is so no one can possibly think that because that's my my absolute nightmare i would i would hate for someone to look and think wow she thinks she looks good she's so wrong i either want them lack to of confidence i either think that they should not be looking or if they they do look they understand that i am also aware that doesn't look good so this is this is kind of my my general <clears throat> understanding of clothes i think you're overthinking it a little bit no no no. Yeah, I think this is displaying a uh, some deeper part of your character, which we've just scratching the surface. Scratching here. the surface and yeah. watch my. Scratch the surface. Yeah, we. I did go and fetch the bell, so we should use it. Yeah, so I, I don't think um, I don't think too much about clothes. I. I have a lot of ties. I have too many ties. One might say. Too many. What is too many? What's the, well, what's I, the I, threshold? I don't want to say collect. I don't collect ties, but I'm gifted ties quite often mm. by old people. Old people like to give me ties. They're old ties, specifically. Like ties. Old people have a large collection of ties because ties never really go bad. You never need to throw ties out unless you spill something on it. Yeah. Right? But it doesn't get worn down like trousers yeah, do. I think, I suppose they don't. They don't really go out of style. Like, even a tie that's like 70 years old still mm, is They don't take up too much style. room. Yeah, they also don't take much room space. So I'm always gifted old ties of people that don't use them anymore. Because they're dead. Not because, well, that's something, yes. But uh, often just because they just don't wear it anymore. Oh, My okay. nicest tie is a Dolce & Gabbana tie. It's uh, maroon with little gold, uh, not polka dots, but gold Have you, have gold you ever worn that to work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wear it to work. I wear it with that uh, camel hair, actually. I wear it with my... It's pretty good with my camel hair, jacket, a pink shirt, and then uh, khakis. Maybe we could um, do a show like... Have you ever seen Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? Boys, you ready? Yeah, I remember that show. I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist. It came... No, it does it. It came back. The original show was fighting for tolerance. Our fight is for acceptance. Netflix oh. revamped it. Netflix revamped Netflix it. Netflix revamped it, and I, I came across it. We could take a person and style them. Denise. We could. T I mean, I don't know how much help I'd be. What well, what what could happen is we could take a person and then you talk to them about style. I, I'm not saying I'm a fashion them. expert. I just I would just like to occasionally dress there. a little up. You know. I could film it. You could film it. I could be Me there. talking to Denise, him yeah. answering awkwardly in Russian, and uh... yeah, exactly. I could film it, and then I could include some sort of before and after shots. I, I, what, well, well, I don't know. I don't think I'd be any use. I'd be saying, "Yeah, you look fine. Wear what you want." Yeah, I mean, I, I don't criticize people's fashion, although I definitely do sometimes. But um, in general, I don't care what people, other people are wearing. Yeah, I think that would summarize. My opinion. I think for me, it also depends on what, for example, what my students are wearing. Like, if my students are all wearing t-shirts and, uh, you know, shorts or jeans Shorts? Or where are you teaching? Deutsche Bank. Shorts? <laughs> Not right now, of course, but... It, they wear shorts. They've never... No, no student has ever worn shorts in my class. I would have been horrified. Why? You can't wear shorts not at the beach. You can't wear shorts not at the beach. I'm pretty sure you can wear shorts whatever you want. Like, in America, students wear, like... Sweatpants and trainers and stuff. That's all because the time. there's no discipline in the U.S. I think I in Russia, in certain parts of Russia, they have a kind of a U.S. Um, I don't know atmosphere about things. Just well, although in, in American businesses, except for like the IT businesses, there's a pretty strict, uh, pretty strict dress code. Usually, black or blue suit. And black yes, shoes. of course, no shorts. You can't just turn up in a short. What, what do you think about wearing black shoes with blue with a blue suit? 
that a thing? I mean, that is a thing that people do. Well, what are you supposed to wear? Blue shoes? No, not blue shoes. Brown, brown shoes. shoes. Yeah. Um, I think I would notice it, but ultimately, I don't care. I think for me, I don't know. I'm always conflicted about that because I have a, I have a. I think it depends dark, on the on the blue. blue. Yeah, I have a very dark blue suit. I mean, suit. of course, if you have a pale blue suit like sky blue, you should not be wearing black shoes. I agree. I think you should have some sort of some brown shoe. But if you've got a pretty dark uh, blue suit that's almost bordering on grey, I would think that a black is absolutely fine. Yeah, I, I mean, colours are spectrum, so depending on really? where you are. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm letting you know. Thanks. There are other things that are spectrums. <laughs> there are tones and shades. Uh, hues. Hues. I already used that word and we didn't, we didn't buzz hue. it. Hue. What's the difference between a, a hue and a shade? I think hue has something to do with the warmth. It feels like it's Does it? tonal quality. I don't know when. I thought a hue had to do with the uh, transparency of it. It's, it's entirely possible. I, I honestly don't know. I'm just thinking in the sense of, you know when you use hue to describe something quite abstract? You say something like the all the hues of emotion. Mm. You might say, I think I've definitely read that phrase, but I, I wouldn't read tones of emotion. Okay, let, let's let's go just talking about colors, Maybe though. it's like intensity If you add a hue, though, like for example, I, I, say, I have, I have white, and then you add a hue of... Of uh, you know blue to it. The white is still the most. A tint of blue. A tint. Hmm. I don't know if I. What's the difference between a tint and a hue then? We we really probably need to have studied graphic design or art to to answer this question. I really want to say that hue is about the transparency of something. Like for example. But I could be totally wrong. I'm gonna Google this and put it in the glossary. It'll be in the glossary. It'll be really interesting and it'll prompt discussion amongst color theory. Listeners, color theory is pretty cool too. Although it's actually not very applicable to um, life. No, not to life. It's not very applicable to fashion. Really, I would say. I mean, think about like what are the main uh, uh, facets of color theory? Things like complementary colors and tritones and things mm-hmm. like that. So complementary colors, secondary colors, tertiary. Right, colors. but like this think about is the only thing that I know. think about like complementary colors on a person though. For example. Um, what's a complementary color? Like uh, blue and orange are complementary colors. That's not a good combination uh, for for fashion for clothes. Blue and orange. You know, I feel like I can. Uh, or red and green. Other red and green must never be seen unless upon a fool. That's the rhyme from Britain. My mother would say. That. Well, there you go. So there's a rule that you can't eat. Red wear and green it. must never be seen unless upon a fool. Purple. But what's, then equally, what's you could say purple? anything in green. You could say blue and green must not be seen unless upon a fool. I always thought this every single Green's time. Green's probably just it. a color that. Well, I, I like green a lot. I like my my forest. I say olive green. This is very nice. Yes, olive green. I like these sort of autumnal green colors. Green's one of my favorite colors. So you can wear it with a lot of things. You can wear it with black. You can wear it with uh, brown. The reason I like a dark green is because it's not is let's say boring i like purple a lot dark purple for the same reason mm-hmm. because it's not as generic and boring as brown or black or gray but it's also not something that attracts attention old russian ladies love purple every time i see an old russian lady like over the age of you know 50 she's always wearing purple or has purple hair or something like that purple hair, yeah that's but that's, that's a weird thing that's or red hair British that's not, that's old not... ladies have a, it's called a rinse and a they have rinse? This, like this turn, turn, tones of blue or purple. R-I-N-S-E. R-I-N-S-E. The hair rinse. I think it's less popular now, but it... Yeah, I definitely... I spent Russia was... a lot. Specifically when I was in Veliki Novgorod, when I lived there. Oh, man. Lots and lots of, like, purple and red hair. Everybody had a purple red. jacket. Oh, 
kind of a reddish tint. Yeah, you know, not like, like a gingery kind of... Yeah, so it's almost like the hair is white or grey or whatever, and then the ends right. take this quite intense colour and... Yeah. Feeds down to yeah. the root. Well, but yeah. It's not uh, the root, the roots, I'm assuming, well, it grows out and they can't, and they can't uh, constantly die all the time. So mm. it kind of gradually becomes less red towards the Yeah, roots. and it rinses out. So I think this is why it's called a rinse. You just rinse it through and it takes some of the color and then it rinses out after six months. Sounds like uh, Sounds like I know what I'm talking about when it's yeah. hair. <laughs> I dyed my hair once. When I was, uh, well, my mom dyed my hair, actually, when I was, like, 10 years old or 12 years old. 10? I think my mom really wanted me to, like, have dyed cool hair. And, uh, yeah, it was bad. So I dyed it, well, I, I, she, like, highlighted it. You know, she made With what color? Highlight, blonde, blonde highlights. Oh, like, platinum highlights. Yeah. Well, first of all, I was blonde when I was born. Mm-hmm. I was a baby. She just wanted you to recreate. Yeah, that. she's like, "Why aren't you blonde, Miles?" She's like, "Ah, oh, such a disappointment. You're growing." It up. is strange, though. I don't know why she was like insisting on on dying. She hair. wanted you to to be a rebel. I was like, she wanted me to be cool. I think she's like, "All the cool kids have." You know, yeah, I remember my parents. What's the bleached ends? Cool too. What are those called? Frosted tips. Frosted tips. Frosted you know tips sounds like on a cake. Yeah, fro- no, mean? frosted tips are like when you yeah, kind of like on a cake. It's when you have uh, like the tips of your hair are blonde. It was kind uh-huh. of popular in the 90s. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. You weren't paying attention, yeah. Well, like, lots of boy bands had frosted tips. Oh. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like boy bands. And then and then she dyed it green, so she highlighted... Did you have any say in this? You're saying you're talking about, like, as a cushion cover. I kind of feel like I was... I, I guess I thought it was kind of cool at the time. I don't know if I was really, like, going out there, like, Mom, can I get green hair? But I think it was her idea, and then I was like, okay, that's a cool idea, Mom. That's very odd. What other kind of things did she impose on you? I don't, yeah, I'm trying to think of other weird things that my mom did. I hope you're not listening to this, mom. Um, yeah, right, it's not something bad, it's, it's family history. Yeah, well, then she dyed green, but then it, the green kind of turned out, like, gray. So I had, like, grayish hair, gray-green silver hair. Silver fox at 11. Yeah, it was the silver fox. Yeah, it was... I think that's a really cool name. I think if you had acquired the... The name the silver the name fox. Silver Who fox is the classic name? silver fox? I think the classic silver fox would be uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Is this what you want? I... Hey, McMike. Lighten up, huh? Lester, is this what you want? No, it's the gay guy on CBS or MSNBC, whatever his name is. Don't know. No, he's, he's the silver fox. Oh, jo- Anderson. Yes. Keith yeah. Anderson? No, not Keith Anderson. What's his name? It's like... Phil Anderson? No, I think his first name also sounds like a surname. He was a very a very good war reporter, wasn't he? Was he? Yes, that's how he... Anderson Cooper. Before. Anderson, Anderson Cooper. Cooper, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize he was a war reporter. I don't really know much about well, him. He's a gay I read fox. a New York Times article about him, and he... he been to all kinds of awful places and war zones and he said the the point that he realized that he should stop doing this is when i think they were driving along in maybe sierra leone or somewhere and at the side of the street there was um a, a, a the rotting corpse of a child and they stopped got out and took some really close-up pictures and then only later he realized what did i do i didn't feel anything and i think this was the moment that he decided that before he destroys any sense of humanity in him, rather than just being always a passive, neutral observer mm. to the horrors he wanted to leave. And then he came back to the US and he got this anchor. Maybe not immediately this anchor, but he's pretty um, 
I think he was pr- pretty well respected as a as a journalist. Yeah, I guess that's before my news reading time. No news reading time. Speaking of like the news right now, um, actually going back a moment here, I wanted to talk about uh, you. You said you, he was taking a picture of some like dead baby by the by the roadside. Uh, I was thinking of the movie Nightcrawler. You ever watched that? Mm-mm. With uh, what's his name? Another popular Donnie Darko. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Jake. Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, anyway, in this movie, he's like uh, he's a crime reporter at, in a big city. Nightcrawler is a Marvel comic character. Yes, it is a comic character, but it's not related to the comic. Oh, that's disappointing. Sorry. Anyways, uh, and he is always trying to get to the scenes of the crime, like before the cops, and like to get the really, the really. Uh, yeah, this well, at the end of him, he like kind of lets a crime. Well, I don't want to give it away too much. But he lets a crime happen, right? And he gets he always gets places before the cops get there. And he wants to get the most brutal shots, you know, the most violent shots, car crashes. That's kind of so. based on a, a true story. Oh yeah, it's that definitely. Brazilian Brazilian news anchor that um, always wanted to be at the scene of the crimes, and in the end, he did some murders. And oh, they and discovered then him because of yeah, because he, he was there like instantaneously. He was there, like, instantaneously, no one had even reported it to the police. Right, it turns out he'd done it. It's yeah, this is the same thing in this thing. Well, he doesn't do any crimes again, but he does like he doesn't help happen. people who are like dying in the car mm. crashes and stuff, and oh, he like gosh. just just takes photos of them well, and videos the, of them. What's the the moral of the story? No, not the well. Okay, fine. What's the, the consequence? I don't know. What the moral the of the story is don't be an asshole. Um, really? I think it's something like, you know. If you see a car crash, stop and help. Yeah, it's like, I suppose humanity is more important than fame. Something like that. I like the voice with which you just said yeah, that. Yeah, it was my it was, deep. It wasn't. Deep. It, well, your my, philosophical it voice. My philosophical voice. My yeah, it sounded almost mocking. It's like, do you mean it's. I'm pretty. Uh, Transience of fame is nothing to compare to the. I'm pretty disillusioned. Are you? With uh, modern society, especially in Moscow, I don't know. I feel like people. There's just too many people. I think about how many people there are here. I'm like, it would, it, if somebody you know dies and bad happens to somebody, there's just there's just too much bad stuff happening constantly for anybody to even pay attention to. That's not really something which is uh, purely a Moscow trait. I think anywhere no, with high population. Definitely true. Not just Moscow. I agree, but I, I've noticed that more acutely. This is the first big. Big city I've lived in, right? Like mm-hmm. I, ne- I didn't live in Chicago, I didn't live in New York or anything in America. This, well, I suppose this is the biggest city I've lived. In. Well, it's a huge city, first of all. No, I think Paris is smaller. Paris is definitely smaller. Than, yeah. yeah, definitely smaller. Than I just I, I struggle to kind of gauge the vastness of cities because my daily routes only take me in kind of quite small circles. So but you still I see really all the on the metro in the morning. Oh goodness! And things like that. Actually. I was speaking to one of my students the other day, so I always, every morning I go from, not every morning, but when I have to go to one company, I have to change at Sobhavskaya to Dobrinska. Mm-hmm. And at kind of 8.30, this is awful. And there are, the queues are so much so that they almost meet in the middle of the platform from, from both ends of the station, tra- people trying to exit. It can't be as bad as Vikina, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm sure not. I mean, Vikina is apparently... Kind it's of awful. But the, it's hell. It's the worst place. But what I noticed the other day is so there's always been people that don't take the don't stand in the queue, but walk on the other side against the crowd and then come under the barrier to go up the escalators. And so always there were a couple and this frustrates me massively. And this week there was a steady stream. So it wasn't just one or two people. It was a steady stream. And 
Well, first, I had many thoughts about this. The first one is, I know I would never, ever do that. And I think it's because I'm British. Just the queue is sacred. And also, I understood that it would also never happen in London or a British city for a couple of reasons. I think, one, the security or the whatever, the guard would stop that immediately. Mm. It, would, it, would be, it would be absolutely not allowed. And secondly, it's almost this fear of disapproval from the crowd. That, well, everybody hates you when they see yes. that happening. Yeah. And also, I think it's this idea of, okay, I'm a bit late, but this isn't everyone else's problem. This is purely my problem, and I am now having to wait in the queue. Right. Rather than this mentality of, okay, I'm late, so therefore I have the right to go in front of everyone else. And part of me started to think, well, is this, and I don't know if this is quite controversial or perhaps not, but it was something I thought about, is this a result of a communist rule or is it a reason why communism didn't work? Because, for instance, okay, if you've lived in a country which has had this kind of political rule, which treats everyone as part of a group, and then it breaks, and everyone has this kind of free allowance to consider themselves as an individual. Well, I wonder if this would even happen 30 years ago. Like, if you looked at the Metro 30 years ago, were these people cutting the lines like that? We don't know. Well, we don't know. But so I was thinking about this, and, and then I was talking to my student about it, and she said also that... Of course, when you go to places like Tomsk and Nizhny Novgorod, this happens less. And it's more to do with the fact that the capital city attracts the kind of people that believe that their situation is more important than the groups. Mm -hmm. So I really kind of like the point that she's made. But still, I think it wouldn't happen in London. And I'm sure it does happen, but not to this extent. And it's maybe be because of the control in the sense that you would not be allowed to. There are probably people who try to it try to do it but they're not just allowed through and ignored this is the point where they would be stopped and they would be escorted back to the end of the queue because this is kind of the way that it is i've seen it happen in theme parks in in britain mm. that if somebody's trying to queue jump and then the the guard sees it they will come take them and put them right at the back there's no like don't do it next time there really is that immediate kind of punishment and i think because of this british people do have quite a I don't want to say, it sounds so cliche to say this respect for the queue, but it's not respect for the queue. It's just, it's, it's kind of, you don't necessarily think that you should be above the crowd by cutting the queue. Because in fairness, everyone has waited the same amount of time. If somebody has well, a respect for your, your neighbors, too. Yes, perhaps. But I think it's part of the problem with like huge megapolises like... Uh, like Moscow is New York probably New York too is that you 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 lose after being shoved in a crowd of so many people all day long on the so metro you kind of community you don't have I think you kind of lose the sense of community especially like for me when I was at weekend like it, it's the most crowded metro, metro station in Moscow and at eight in the morning it was just hell and like everybody nobody liked anybody on the metro. There was no like jokes about like how shitty your situation was. It was just people yelling and like it's I, it's a terrible situation. Like you really it's hard to even breathe mm. in the metro there. It's like it, it's a new level of crowded. And it I think people just kind of lose their respect for each other. They this in the crowd they stop thinking of each other as humans. There's like fuck it, I want to get out of the metro. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Possibly it has something to do with that. I mean, so I remember being incredibly shocked when I first arrived. I had one of my first classes at Deutsche Bank and mm -hmm. I have to then uh, change at 
Pushkinskaya. And I think the first morning I was maybe, well, I was very late for very different reasons, but I was already delayed because I had, I think I had to wait for three or four trains to go past. Oh, yeah. I just simply couldn't. Yeah. Elbow that's pretty normal on the, on the purple line that's pretty normal and it, and it happens often that if you're right by the door and you have to obviously get off to allow the people behind you to leave I just couldn't get back on you get back the, the, the train. train and kind of people were telling me you have to elbow your way in but I find this incredibly difficult I just can't do it yeah. I cannot fight for it I would rather kind of silently fume <laughs> on the platform and think about how awful the situation is than to actually physically insert myself yeah if we can uh, every like third or fourth or fifth train i forget what number it was uh was a train from vikina so it's empty so there's three more stations after vikina and, yeah. and so uh, most of the trains are from those stations and they already have a lot of people on it <laughs> mm-hmm. but i would always no matter if i had to wait for like 10 or 15 minutes i would always wait for the yeah. the empty train because it, even like <laughs> you had to kind of avoid so when you get into the metro, right, there's kind of this empty space, there's no mm. seats, and there's the two doors, right? Yeah. The one you got in and the one across from you. Yeah. And then if, if you want to survive at the, the train in Vikina, you have to get to the side, to like oh, in front yeah. of one of the seating areas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's impossible for me to get a seat because I'm a young man, and so yeah. I have to give up my seat to, to just everyone. everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's just the lowest priority. Um, so uh, you have to get in, in front of one of those, because then you kind of have some breathing room. The person mm-hmm. sitting in front of you yeah. is giving you breathing room, right? Because yeah. you can't stand on them. But if you're if you're in the middle, like when you get in between the two doors, yeah, um, you just get crushed because everybody's standing there, and you get yeah. crushed. Remember, I remember I had like a panic attack. I like two stations in, and the train got stuck. Of course, there's a million oh, trains, goodness, and so I'm there for like five or ten minutes. I'm just like. Trying not to like hyperventilate, just losing my mind in there. And I realized that day I'm like I'm moving. There's no fucking way I'm living here anymore. I was like I, I immediately went home after that, and well, when I at the end of the day, and I looked for apartments. I found an apartment. I'm like the this no straw that broke, broke the camel's Yeah, back. it wasn't so bad in the summer, but like it, one, there was no students in the summer, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's a few universities around. Oh, I see. We can have some dorms also around. We can oh, okay, I see. So there's a lot of students that come there, and then there's also. Um, Nobody's wearing like big winter coats and mm. stuff, so you don't overheat. So there's not the extra like think about how much extra space takes up. You know, five percent. Yes, and certainly no, now it's space. already getting a little bit uncomfortable in the metro. Right. I'm already feeling kind of getting sweats coming when you get into the metro yeah. if you're in there for an extended period. It's of time. gross. I um, I I've been trying. This is gonna sound disgusting, but I've been trying to avoid using deodorant when mm-hmm. possible because well, first of all, it's not. It's not very good Matt for Damon you. of you. Matt Damon didn't use deodorant. Matt Damon is always uh, very famously against overuse of water, so he overuse of water. Yeah, so he's he's really particular about um, kind of showering and 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 I think products. Um, I think. Well, I don't think there's any shortage of water in Moscow. That's not my problem. And in fact, I, I try to take more than one shower a day. So I'll go, for example, I'll take a shower in the morning, have my first class, and then I often go to the gym or to the sauna mm. during in the middle of the day between my first and second classes oh nice facility yeah so it was like a good, nice. good day for me <laughs> good day for miles and uh so i just try to like scrub myself down really nice there but uh now it's oh god <laughs> that sounded so weird no what scrub I tried yourself to scrub down. myself down really nice there no not real okay fine but <laughs> you said that real nice so i don't smell shitty um uh, no but i and 
Anyways, where were they going here? But now I get so sweaty in the metro in the morning. It's like a requirement to put it on before I go. Yeah, my... so respect for the group, please. Yeah, I'm trying to make the, well, my students mostly. Like, I come to class and then just, like, take my jacket off and there's this nasty, disgusting, sweaty smell. But then the deodorant also kind of, like, builds up in there. When you get sweaty, like, it's even more deodorant Ooh, yeah, smelling. Yeah, this is, this is not nice. And then, you like, you take your jacket off, it's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, I smell, like, I smell <laughs> like deodorant and it's not... Also not a good smell. So. I hate the build-up of deodorant in a coat because it's kind of right. like a vacuum. And then you take and, it off and you and know it's... that you're okay in the metro, and you, but you know that it's like, oh, fuck, what's happening in there? Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of unleashing the time capsule. And, and the, the more you're hurrying, too, the, the faster you're moving and the more sweaty you get in your in your jacket. It's so gross. And I have my big heavy backpack with me, too. I'm like, Running around and it's, uh, it's, it's no good. It's no good. Yeah. Yes, well, now we're getting to this transitionary period of... I've changed from my winter boots to just shoes. I think it finally. But are you still wearing a winter jacket? I'm still wearing the winter jacket. There you go. Mainly because, okay, it's fine in the morning and, right. well, and in the day, but I'm still a little concerned when final classes end at like eight o'clock, and I have one that ends at eight thirty. Oh, and so really? I think that that's it's already a little bit chilly, and my winter coat doesn't have a hood. Uh, sorry, I mean my um my well not summer coat of course, but kind of transitionary period autumn spring coat doesn't have a, a hat. I want to get a, a vest. A gilet. Like, a gilet. Is we call it? Like a gilet. Gilet. Yeah. I call it a vest. A vest is what goes underneath a shirt. No. Like, well, don't say no like that. Like that. Like, yeah, that's a vest. That's a it's a beater. I'm sorry. A beater. B e a t e r from the word wife beater. You've never heard this. Wife beater is a stellar artois. <laughs> oh, really? Is that's that what you called, call it? Yeah, with the wife beater. That's funny. In America, this is a wife beater. There's no other word for it. This is a wife beater. So I'd like to point out that uh, Miles is, hasn't stripped off. He's uh, uh, sort of... You can imagine whatever you want. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay. What she's uh, referring to... A vest top. No, it's it's the white sh- not shirt semi shirt. It's a vest. It's that the you white wear. vest you wear underneath uh, your shirt to keep warm in the winter and to stop your nipples from showing in the summer. That's a very good description of exactly the the main uses of this. It's also for beating your wife. Uh, no, we call it a wife beater because there is a stereotype that people who wear these beat their wives like yeah. you kind of have this stereotypical like old man who's at home just wearing his wife beater i like i like the analysis of this situation so so you've looked at all possible you know domestic violence cases and you're like okay not educated <laughs> kind of drunk um but they're all wearing this particular item of clothing so and they're only was, wearing is, it too this That's is the, thing. The, the the common denominator well, in Britain, we chose the alcohol as the wife beater. We chose Stella Artois, so this is called. The Why Stella Artois is kind of expensive, though. Yeah, but it's a strong lager. So a strong? It, it's, is that strong though? It's it's quite cheap in England, actually. If you get it from the um, from the cask. I mean, it's not okay in America. It's not expensive. It's just it's mid range beer, and it's not considered. It's one that is offered anything. in pretty much all pubs, and it's not it's not relatively expensive. So I think just the fact that it's always available is kind of making it the wife beater. Do you guess Stella Artois in Russia? I don't think I've ever seen it here. Maybe in a bottle. In a bottle. bottle. I've never... An imported bottle. Interesting. I, yeah. I didn't really associate Stella Artois with like... What about a, a bud? A bud? Like a bud. What's it associated with? Yeah. 
I like buds. Uh. An Iranian friend of mine told me a joke. And I, it's a little bit off color. So maybe As I Richard will would say. Bleep, bleep it out. Or maybe I'll just cut it out. We'll see what my delivery is like. So what is... <laughs> this is already not going well. I, need to, I can't remember the joke. Oh, yes, it says. Why are... Why is drinking a bud and having sex on a canoe almost the same? Oh, it's both fucking close to water. Yeah. yeah I've heard that. <laughs> Clapped myself. Yeah. Like so I so rarely tell jokes. And I, I don't, I'm not really very successful at telling a joke. Especially if I tell you the answer to the joke, too. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. You, you helped me out there. I got it there. Uh, yeah, both fucking close to water. Yeah. Why do they pick a canoe? Because it's quite close to the water, I suppose. Why do they just say a boat? Yeah, a boat, a boat can, can, can be big. A raft. A raft. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like that would provide the... Is there one called a... Fuck, what's kayak. it called? Kayak. Yes, a kayak. Have you ever been kayaking? I've been kayaking, yeah. I really like kayaking. Never fucked on a kayak or a canoe. That wasn't my question. I have drank a bud, though. On a canoe. Which is basically the same thing. I remember feeling slightly panicked on a kayak... We went as a school trip to Shell Island in class nine, which was 30, when I was 13. Alina, I'm telling you about a really interesting story from my childhood. Hold on, Alina, <laughs> Alina is wearing a- already lost interest. Alina is wearing a sweater with a scorpion. Is that from Drive? You ever watched Drive? No one, what are you talking about? In Drive, uh, who's he was? It, Ryan Gosling is wearing a sweater with a scorpion on it the whole time. But on the back of Alina's sweater, it has her name and number 11. Well. I thought I'd describe this for our viewers here. For our listeners. Listeners. Another visitor. Why did you decide to get a sweater of it? It's pretty cool. No, in a... I didn't know drive. the film. This is why I'm not getting the reference. Okay, well, never mind. In Drive, it's actually not a sweater. It's a, it's a letter jacket. You know what a leather jacket is? Do you have that in... Yes, I know what a leather jacket not is. Not leather, letter. A letter jacket. Is it what um, the guys who are like... What are you trying to say here? <laughs> Stephanie's <laughs> stammering. I'm... Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm summarizing the high school situation. You have your cheerleaders and you have your football team. Yeah, the guys who fuck the cheerleaders. And Those are the, the ones who have leather jackets. And the who are part of some kind of sport have a jacket with their name on the back. No, not Just the, name. the letter. Their letter. And then they give this to one of the cheerleaders and then oh. they go to prom. This is what happens, right? Yeah. This so is the, what American films have told me. Let me explain the letter jacket. So, let's close this door here. So, a letter, letter L-E-T-T-E-R, like in the alphabet, uh, a letter jacket is a jacket that you get if you play a varsity sport. Which is there one for chess or for the AV I don't think club? Like I, don't I think, think it's so. really unfair. It's like why? 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 Do you, okay, they can I have, have their friends. own traditions of other jackets. They can make their own fucking. Well, jackets. I, I just just to interject here. When I was at university, I um, was president of the math society, and during my administration period. Um, we didn't call it that but I insisted that everyone have we had t-shirts made and they had to plot themselves on the complex plane depending on how delusional or optimistic they were and compared to reality and we had this um, 
printed or, or sewn, sorry, embroidered onto a T-shirt, and everyone got to have their name. And um, one of my friends was the, the the numerator, and the other one was the denominator. And we thought we were pretty cool until we wore them in public. And this is when I realised the mistake that it was not. Let's say it was generally not taken positively. Or it was taken positively. There was a lot of laughter, but it wasn't an inclusive laughter. So I think they stopped when I stopped insisting on on the on the t-shirts. Nice. Continue now. Tell me. Yeah, back to the leather jacket here. So it's the same as what I just described. If you play a varsity sport, so varsity is like the high. So in American high school sports, you have varsity and junior varsity. Uh, Varsity is the higher level team so like the best athletes play on varsity and then uh junior varsity is everybody else like the a team sport. and the b team something like that but a junior junior varsity is everyone else like every single other person well, anybody else who anybody else who wants to join a team but can't make varsity that sounds depressing that sounds like you're in limbo you're 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 on the bench you're bench you're, no you're not on the bench because you're you're, you're in JV playing with other shitty players. Oh, so for instance... So you have like two, for example, there might be a, a varsity game where the varsity basketball players are playing with other varsity teams. Mm. And then there's a JV league where the JV players are playing with other JV players. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody goes to those games. Interesting. But um, they, they exist. Yeah, we, we had this kind of approach at our school. I think um, we had the boys team. Sorry, the boys group. So physical education, gym games was separated into three groups boys group girls group mixed group and girls Collect. group was yeah um girls group was the netball team the hockey team boys group was the rugby rugby team and the football team and then the rest and i remember um quite a heated exchange with our gym instructor when she tried to tell me that it was a random selection into the teams and i was like so what you you t- pulled names out of a hat and she's like, essentially. And I was like, so so you pulled names out of a hat and it's just coincidence. They're all the best players. All the best players. And then she asked me a very kind of clever question. She said, would you like to transfer to the girls team? And I was like, no. I just, no, not really. I'm happy in the mixed team because we just did... We just did nothing. They we, we did orienteering a lot, sort of going around the school with a map. Yeah, just around what the school. What a bullshit sport! I know because they just uh, bucket ball. We played a lot. Bucket was, ball, yeah, like shitty just, basketball. Yeah, but with a much smaller court and with a bucket for a goal. It was pretty much anything. A but goal. the one huge, a goal like a hoop or something. A hoop, a basket. And um, I, the the one negative thing about this was at the end of the year, <laughs> we had a competition where there was an obstacle course and the boys and girls group would join together and it would be against the mixed group. And there would be like... They'd just get destroyed. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, come on, not, not a single person in the mixed group could climb a rope. And so for excruciating minutes, like fat boys and girls and kind of the weak, the I always pale, wonder... The, yeah, <laughs> how do these people still exist? You'd think like... Which uh, people? The, hi, you want to join us? You want to say something? Which people Please. still exist? Uh, these, no, okay, so I, I, this is... Yeah, people who can't climb ropes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry, that's We've that's gone back evolutionarily. Skill. No, well, we haven't. I would argue that we've moved forward evolutionary because it turns out, you know, now climbing ropes and kicking a ball really far is not a crucial skill, but having basic oh, logical and problem-solving abilities is a little bit more along the advancement... Of, 
to enlightenment than oh, being able to walk across a balance beam or pick up some kind of medicine ball okay. or being able to run do some ridiculous bleep test which is like oh you have to be able to run this amount of distance in this amount of time no I'm sorry I question why varsity still exists okay speaking of varsity hold on knuckleheads getting back sorry. to getting back to the letter here how do you get your letter for your letter jacket we're almost we're almost done with this story um, so when you're on varsity at the end of the year you get a varsity letter which is literally a letter so for example I, I, my school is called uni high university high and uh, so our letter was a U. We had a big U. So there's just one letter. It's a big letter, yeah, like the size of a, like a piece of print, uh, printer paper. Okay. Right, and then you and then you buy a letter jacket, which is this type of jacket with um, like a I don't know, some kind of cloth. Uh, yeah, that hideous like bomber and then, and then, jacket. And the, yeah, it looks like a bomber jacket with leather sleeves, though. Mm. And so you you iron the letter onto the back of your jacket. So wait, the school doesn't provide the jacket. You have to buy that You have to yourself. buy the jacket. So what, they provide the letter. I'm pretty sure that anyone can make that. Yeah, but if, if you saw somebody who you know wasn't varsity wearing a fucking letter, you'd beat the shit out of them. Oh my god, we... <laughs> Well, how would he get the letter? Yes, yeah, so he you know, made I did, a I letter. I don't see that as a federal crime. It's like, oh, this guy made his own letter as opposed to the other letter, the official letter, and sewed it onto his own jacket. What? That's reason well, for it's uh, no. It's the same thing as uh, like beating. It's this, no, well, you know what is a federal crime though? Uh, what's it Fraud. called? No, 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 no. Um, fuck. What's it called? Like when you, for example, murder. No, when you buy a medal. Auto theft. When you buy a medal, you yeah. get a fake medal, like a military medal. And you wear it. That is a crime. Yeah, Stolen valor. That's what it's yes. called. Stolen valor. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not comparing varsity sports to the military, <laughs> but it's a similar idea, isn't it? If someone at your high school had cut out a U and and <laughs> it's a, well, it's a nice looking U. And and ironed it onto their own their own jacket, they would have been beaten up for stolen valor. This is hilarious. This, that would take result is... valid. Uh, second of all, yeah, I definitely That's would... That's valid with a U, guys. <laughs> Not in, in American English. I'm going to change it so it will oh, have okay. a U in the glossary. But, yeah, yes, I think I just, so. Wow, we, we, we were different people in high school. Did you have a letter? I had a letter, yeah. Oh, my God. Did you... Oh, my God. Did you give your jacket to a lady? No. Before going to prom? I didn't give my jacket to anybody. I don't, I don't know if that's a tradition, really, to give I've seen it in, their jackets. In maybe temporarily, songs. like, you let them wear it when oh. they're cold. Oh, maybe. I, I don't know. I feel like though. I watched Grease. This is the word. It's the... I watched Grease. And they permanently and gave them I remember the jacket, like a conversation a between these 40-year-old actresses. Oh, God. Well, here we are again. Yeah, but this time we're seniors. And we're gonna rule the school. <laughs> Jan, that is so adolescent. We are adolescent. We don't have to flaunt it. Okay, girls. Let's go get them. Um, <laughs> For a 18-year-olds. Yeah, I, and I remember them saying like, oh my God, he gave me his leather jacket. Maybe it's a thing people do. I don't know. I I, I didn't. I'd be like, no thanks. Letter jacket. I mean, not that anyone was. Not that anybody wanted my letter jacket. <laughs> it was for cross country, which is not the coolest of sports. Interesting. So when I was at school, we had pretty cool chess badges. Which um, do you know what the privilege of having a chess badge was? Getting the shit beat out of you. That's not a privilege. Uh, one of 
the members of chess greg greg casewell if you're listening i'm still really sorry about that it's not my fault but i i still think about it sometimes um why are you mentioning my name <laughs> well i remember i remember um in case you want to stalk him and apologize to greg for yeah Stephanie. yeah basically ben williamson ben williams richard dawson louis barter joe boot i still think badly of you uh, this is, uh, I see this is this podcast has turned to Stephanie's personal headlist. No, but seriously, I do still feel bad about. I I hate you as much. As you feel okay? You say you feel bad as in like you hate. No, them. I hate these people ah. from uh, high school. Like I literally hate them. But I also have really horrible memories of um, them making Greg Casewell take off his blazer when he didn't want to and shouting at us. Yes, two chess. Yes, two chairs, and then chasing him around the school. That's pretty funny. Yeah. No, it is not <laughs> I'm sorry. funny. It is not funny at all. But anyway, back to the um, benefit of a chess badge, which, by the way, we kept hidden in the lapels of the... It was like it was really pretty cool, like, flashing it. it like, really oh, I play chess, look at this. My secret you, chess badge here. Yeah, actually. Um, and But we could get into the physics labs at lunchtime and practice chess. Haha, <laughs> Win. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm just gonna keep silent here. No, but probably the uh, lamest thing I've heard. Well, uh, all no. fucking day, lame. No, because when, when, for instance, the school tries to play some group game straight into the physics lab, no questions group asked. Group game. I don't know. You know, they all want to play a game. Not that we were invited, but I don't know. Or if they start <laughs> changing. Well, How big is your school? Not that big, like 200 people. Oh shit, that's tiny. Yeah. So hence, bullying was. Prime. Rampant, yes. Yeah, I once got locked in the toilets um, after school. Some girl pushed me in. A, a girl pushed office. you in there. Well, it wasn't a guy, and um, yeah, that was that was that was not so nice. Um, uh, one time in history, Joe Boot behind me lit the back of my hair on fire. <laughs> um, so that was oh, really very man. nice. So, why? That's it was. I have horrible memories of school. Kids are brutal. Didn't enjoy it. Yeah, didn't I didn't have a great time at school either. I, yeah. You had a letter jacket. I had a chess badge. I think of the two of us, you were having a little bit of a better time at school than I was. I was so happy to leave at 16. Nothing could have compelled me to have stayed at that school. I was Even in a pretty nerdy a si- school. It wasn't, there was no like brutality like that for the most part. There was no really s- serious bullying at my school. Well, I didn't know. I mean, a, f- a few people got like thrown in the trash cans occasionally, but that was about it. Well, that sounds awful. They deserve it. I don't. I don't. I. What do you mean they deserve it? Are you sure you don't want to say something? I don't. I don't. I don't think anyone deserves. Miles is flirting on my podcast time. Flirting on the podcast time. I'm here to Bye bye. <laughs> so, so yeah, I didn't really enjoy school very much. Um, I'm. <laughs> yeah, it has turned into a therapy session, hasn't it? Are you flirting with her? What? <laughs> I mean, does that she just came happen in. before my eyes? Was that flirting? She doesn't even speak English. You, you were, that was flirting, wasn't it? You were no. like, hey. <laughs> Please reenact it. Please reenact exactly how like, that went. I'm going to do a shimmy. Like, hey. What's a shimmy? You know, like shaking the shoulders, shimmy. Did I do that? Oh, hello. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I'm I might peacocking. Have, yes, peacocking. Peacocking, I think peacocking is like when you 
Did I just say peacocking? But that's not a thing. Uh, peacocking is when you wear very bright colors to attract somebody. A gay man. Is it? No? No? Am I wrong? A gay man? It's a peacock. Maybe? No, a peacock is definitely, like, for example, if I, if I, if I, if I is it? It's, I think it's just what anybody does. They want to wear very bright colors to a party or something. Very, very, you know, like, I do not you have a bright that. pink tie or like a bright, you know, neon green shirt or something like that. That's peacocking. Okay, it's being flamboyant and it's being a bit of a dick. It's being a show off in my book. This is just being a show off. And, and being, showing off is not highly regarded by me. I don't like it. Hi. Bad. You said you were going to talk on our podcast. Not today. Not today? Not today. Not Mary today. is not prepared to be over. None of the girls are very enthusiastic about the podcast here. No, I'm very enthusiastic. Maybe they don't want to sit between the toilets next to a massive printer box. I'm glad nobody's just taking a huge shit. I mean, Mary, imagine stop one day. The one day somebody's going to come in here and just going to smell that is awful. <laughs> We're all gonna. I'm gonna I feel am it. literally like, gonna edit this bit out. We're gonna have to get a lighter. We're gonna have to get a candle. Okay, I think the mention of the letter jacket has taken you back to high school, and it suddenly has. you're flirting with the girls and talking about shit. <laughs> and I've also been transported back to high school because about, I'm really upset. Back to your chest badge <laughs> and physics class, Still physics classroom, uh, physics lab. Lab. Miles. Sorry. Lab, Access lab, to the lab, physics lab. lab unattended. Are you telling me like it's like gold? It's like, you can't pay for that kind of privilege. I'm, sure I'm you being can't serious. Pay for that kind of that was Who was your physics teacher? Yeah, uh, Doctor Perry. Doctor Perry. Yeah. He had a doctorate. Yeah. What the fuck was he doing teaching uh, high school physics? I don't know. Maybe he burnt out. Lots of people do. Uh, lots of my teachers. Have we also had a we had a Harvard grad teaching my physics class. Ray. He's a fucking weirdo. He just didn't give a shit about it. He, he gave a shit about like, the geniuses in the class. There were a lot of like really, really, really smart people in my class, and he, he loved them. But the rest of us, he didn't give a shit about. Which is fine, because I also didn't give a shit about physics. I think that's fine. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, as long as you're going to give me a decent grade, Ray, uh, I'll do whatever. As an Ray? Why are, you, why are you calling him Ray? I was his name, Ray. Well, what? I, what no. Like you call a teacher sir. I don't even know what his last name is. Whoa! What are you telling me? Right, you're saying you were on first name terms with your with your teachers? He introduced himself as Ray. Well, that's incorrect, and no wonder he had no respect. Doctor Perry ran the class like just well. Uh, we were all safe in Doctor Perry's class because you were not allowed any nonsense. From... You were safe. Yes, there would be no burning, no madness. Weirdly, our chemistry teacher, Mr. Burgundine, also Ray Burgundine, I think. Anyways, he was also, um, not also, but he was a creationist. <laughs> Which is weird to have a chemistry teacher who's a creationist. Isn't that kind of strange? At least he wasn't the bio teacher. I'm sorry. Why? America's just crazy. And he was like a really smart God. guy, too. I mean, what it seems creationist. Smart. Around children, it's like worse than around a children. Well, it was weird that he was a chemistry teacher. I could almost get if he was like I don't know the art well, teacher like, so or something or like yeah, okay, maybe the art teacher or the physical education teacher, the PE the teacher, right? Teacher or right, something. social study, social studies, yeah, religion, religion. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. But he was the chemistry teacher. He was a creationist. I remember well, I one. Maybe he was just concerned with experiments. It's not like he maybe was doing I'm evolutionary not... biology or something. I'm not sure he really like. I don't know if he really was a creationist or not, but. This is the rumor going around. And one of the students asked him one day, 
like, oh, uh, can you tell us about how, how old the Earth is or something like that? And he's like, yeah, sorry, I can't talk about that topic today. Sorry, it's two. Not that it's, it's two thousand eight <laughs> years old. Not that that it's his uh, his expertise anyway. He's a chemistry teacher. He shouldn't be really talking about the creation of the Earth. But... I love that. It's like, sorry, that is not a valid question for the lesson. <laughs> going back that might have been why he said no. It might just be a rumor that he's a creationist. By the Maybe. way, a creationist is a person who believes that the Earth is like what six thousand years old. So literally, as the Bible, the yeah, as the Bible claims, says it, says it, says it. What the fuck? Can't talk to them. So I think it's like six thousand. Yeah, but these these people are wrong. Is the generally agreed upon number among creationists? Really? So that's the random number they've chosen and agreed upon. Did you watch like the the shitty debate between Bill Nye and Ken Ham? No. Never. No. Really? This is a pretty famous debate between Bill Nye, who you know Bill yeah, Nye. Yeah, I know Bill Nye. He's a famous like children's science show host. Yeah, yeah. He did like experiments on TV for kids. Right, and he's debating Ken Ham, who's like this bizarre Australian creationist guy. By the way, Australia is more weird than America when it comes to religion. Yeah, but there are less of them and they're further away. So. Yeah, that's true. But they are also super religious in that way. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's a less, less attacks there. Interesting debate. Well, the whole idea of that debate was that like Bill Nye, who is, again, a children's science teacher, can use like basic logic that every you know high school student knows mm-hmm. to defeat... Ken Ham, who's like the leading creationist scientist. Yes, but obviously, because he's obviously, obviously mentally flawed. Cannot, cannot believe such nonsense. Well, what's interesting to me is that people have found some way to kind of compartmentalize their uh, their logic. They can be very logical people in you know their everyday life. Maybe they're very intelligent. They're like high functioning. It's not or for intelligent but uh, they, they work hard usually, they, usually that's combined with high functioning sociopaths yeah high functioning like, like high functioning autism or something yeah. like that um, anyways this, that was not what I wanted to say but these people can be very very logical and intelligent yeah, in their have, normal life but then they go to church on Sundays and they believe all this kind of yeah but I think I think that just comes from being unable to piece together logical statements because of course you can for instance causation you can say this causes this but as soon as you add for instance a causes b causes c people kind of fail to understand how logic works and I'm start not to sure, ab- abduct I think, I think the people who are generally the most interested in these kind of like creationism the average like american christian isn't really a creationist or an evolutionist or whatever really think too much about he, it, really. he exactly doesn't think very much about it but mm-hmm. people do think about it. they're usually quite intelligent people and they mm-hmm. kind of they use their logic i think too and send it too far when they say like they start making logical gaps that are that logical jumps I think they just that, base it on false axioms. As it's well. all about like you assume a certain set of rules, and right. of course, if the if the axioms are incorrect, then any no matter how correct logic is that you apply to it, you will get an incorrect result. But uh, I think it comes down to they believe a couple of things, some of which are just not true. Well, yeah, well, they go on things that you can't disprove as well. So like yeah. Ken Ham will say something like dinosaur bones aren't real; they're replaced there by the devil. And there's no way I can really argue with that you know right? you don't like, have to you actually have to prove that they are his statement just saying right, that this right. is not true and saying what you can't prove otherwise is not a valid argument yeah. in this well the thing is I also when I debate people about anything in my daily life I always ask them like what do I need to do to prove your point is wrong what what set of evidence will you accept 
yeah, to so show, usually and, and usually nothing. it's nothing, right? So, yes. like for example, if if somebody said, like, how do I disprove that God exists? Like, what evidence do I need to show you to show that God doesn't exist? Like, oh, well, you could never do that. I'm like, okay, well, then there's no point in talking about it. Well, exactly, yes. Exactly. Yeah, so it, it depends if it's going to be it's a fruitful argument or if it's really trying to achieve some kind of common ground. Or like something like, what, what do I need to show, what do I need to tell you to show that, uh, you know, social health care is a bad idea, for example. Like, oh, you have to show me that it's like less cost effective, that doesn't use taxpayer money. Very expensive. Well, I'm not... I, I don't believe, believe this. Okay, I don't believe I this. I'm giving this as an example, <laughs> right? Like, or why? You know, why shouldn't you raise the taxes? Oh, show that, show that, like, it's not going to be an effective use of the money. It's going to be taking, you know, there's private business can do it more effectively. Something like that. There has what to be. What can I say to make you do your homework? That's a good one. <laughs> Nothing. Answer <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. And I, on if that I note, email you every day. Will you do your? That works. Sometimes. Absolutely not. There's one. It's funny in my Samsung classes. I always talk about Samsung classes. There's like one or two students who really, really want a lot of homework. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Give me homework, Miles. More homework." I'm like, <gasps> "Okay." And like, I feel bad because they always come to class. And like, I'm like, "Who's done the homework?" And they've always done it. And then like, you know. I feel like my students universally don't want the homework, but I always give them quite, quite a lot. Maybe you're overwhelming them. Well, they must. If you think I did send an email, if you think it's too much work, you must um, write to me. But given that I've had no responses, I am proceeding as usual. <laughs> That's it's easier to avoid the question than confront it. Anyways, I have to pee and get out of here, so I will say Wait, goodbye. We need a everybody. title. Letter, Sorry, there was letter a jacket. Petulant. Varsity. I want to call it Varsity Chess. Varsity Chess. I like that. Because. It should be a real thing. It probably is chess. a thing. I think chess technically is a sport. Yeah, but come on, they're not going to get a letter. They're, they're not going to get, get a letter. Chess. Maybe they, they do, get, but there's no get, fucking they way they're going to put chess. it on the jacket. Why? It would be super cool. Because they're going to shit beat out of them with all football players. I'll well, you know what? I'm waiting for the day. Goodbye, people. That is not the world in which we live. Well, maybe I want to give a little monologue now on how I think varsity sports is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. And contrary to Miles's evident approval of it, I think that it does a lot of damage to perhaps children that are not so naturally inclined towards sport. I think... I just hate high school. So glad I'm not there anymore. Mm. Fuck. Okay, <laughs> Stephanie good. forgot the bell, so I'm, oh, I'm just... solo right now. Yeah, don't. Uh, I will cut that out. I wanted to include inundated, but yeah. So awkwardly waiting. The the office people get free lunch from the Stolovaya downstairs. It's pretty nice. Denise, you want to be on the podcast? Tell the people hello. Testing. Testing. Hello. <laughs> okay. Hello. Testing again. Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Okay. Let's try that again. Oh, He's... Three, two, one. Hi, Alina. Visit Do you want to join us? Do you want to say something for the crowd? We're live. We're not live. Stop saying that. No <laughs> one believes you. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> See? Um, 